Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. Today, I've got Robert Nolesnik. He's with the uh, battery management startup, Kinovo, and appropriately enough, we're going to be talking about uh, energy management and the Internet of Things, especially in the area of uh, smartphones. Isn't that right, Robert? Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Well, the issue of energy management first became an issue with smartphones because even first you know and second generation standard telephones had enough battery life for just standard talking yes when you you know look at cell phones and look at the way that they've essentially taken over our lives and the functionality that uh, the functionality has grown by leaps and bounds and also the amount of time that users spend on the phone has, has turned into many hours. And basically it's meant that the battery is now the biggest bottleneck and the biggest complaint that uh, mobile users have about their devices. You know, and, that, and that's interesting because so there, one can make the argument that the electronics need to be more efficient. You know, you need to make sure your antennas have got a better match, things that would improve the efficiency of the system, but it seems like not just the engineering community, but the market, the people are focusing on, obviously, oh, the battery's got to be the culprit. Well, the battery's a, a big problem, and it's not just efficiency. Efficiency of the electronics is one piece, but one of the big drivers is that uh, phones have gotten to larger and larger screens, and you've gone from low resolution all the way up to quad HD, and those displays consume a lot of power, and so your form factor and display may get bigger. You may be able to put a bigger battery in, but you're kind of losing the battle. And you can see that by the newest phones coming out from some manufacturers actually have uh, uh, shorter talk times than those that were available before. And all of that is due to the, uh, the battery. Well, now, so then speaking of the battery, you're a battery management startup. What are you starting up? We take a very unique approach to how the battery is charged. So the, the typical way that batteries are charged is with what's called CCCV, so constant current, constant voltage. You charge at a constant current until you get to a certain voltage, and then you trickle charge to, to finish things off. We do something we call adaptive charging, which is we send a certain amount of charge into the battery, and then we read the signature of that charge, from that, we can tell essentially the health of what's going on inside of the battery, and then we can determine if we can put more current in and charge faster, or if we have to back off in order to make the battery last longer. Well, the question I have there, Robert, is um, aren't there technologies now that allow you to monitor the constant state of the battery even during charging? Oh, yes. There, there are fuel gauges in pretty much every smartphone, and that'll tell you what the uh, voltage is and what the current is. Um, but the, the, the current charging process is essentially blind. You're just shoving a current in regardless of what the temperature is, regardless of uh, uh, what the state of health of the battery is, because you really don't have any visibility into what's going on inside of the battery. And because of that, uh, you end up with um, not either not being able to charge the battery very rapidly, or if you do try and charge the battery rapidly, you end up uh, um, killing the cycle life of the battery. 
What we do is enable you to put more charge into the battery, charge it faster, and also extend cycle life. So just as an example, for pretty much any charge rate that we've tested so far, we can roughly double cycle life. Wow, that's a very impressive claim. Now, um, is that because there's a proprietary technology involved, or are you integrating uh, conventional technologies in a novel way to achieve this? No, what we're doing is very unique. In fact, we've been doing this for five years now, and we see no other companies taking this approach. Uh, the, the technology is patented. At this point, we have 11 patents on the technology. And the core of what we've patented is the adaptive methodology of charging, of putting a certain amount of charge in, reading the signature, using that signature to determine the health of the battery, and then putting more charge into the device depending upon what that signature tells us. Got it, got it. Now, how is this approach manifested? Is it, I mean, what, is, what, what do I actually get when I walk in the door and say, give me a box? So we work with the mobile device makers to actually integrate our technology uh, into their device. We have two different levels of, uh, of product. One is a software-only product that we can integrate directly into the device without changing the physical hardware in the device. The other one is a, uh, a chip-level product that enables us to go to much higher charge rates. So um, all of our work is with the uh, device OEMs, and they come to us saying, you know, we want to be able to charge this device faster. We need to make sure it'll last 800 cycles to meet Verizon or other carrier requirements, and then we will uh, develop a, a, a protocol for their particular battery and um, integrate that into the phone, and then the phone's delivered to a user who now gets uh, um, not only faster charging, but a battery that's going to last uh, uh, two years. Well, that's, that's uh, very promising. Now, um, is there a learning curve here? Like, do you have to proselytize this aggressively? How is the acceptance coming out? Um, that's a great question because when we first started, people looked at us like um, we were crazy, thought it couldn't be done. But we've been testing this for almost five years now. We've cycled over 350,000 test cycles of charging and discharging batteries from all major manufacturers. And we can show that this consistently works across, you know, all capacities, all, all different vendors. Uh, one thing that has really helped in terms of, of kind of moving the whole idea of fast charging forward has been Qualcomm announcing Quick Charge 2.0. And what Quick Charge does is really focuses on the power delivery side of how do you get more power uh, into uh, the mobile device. And so what they do is they start out with the USB connection. They then handshake between the adapter and the device. And then they boost the voltage up to either 9 or 12 volts. And now that you're at 9 or 12 volts, you can actually put more um, power into the device. Now, where we come in is now that you've got more power coming into the device, how do you make sure you don't kill the battery and that the battery is going to last the appropriate lifetime? So Qualcomm has been very instrumental in terms of raising the visibility. This is now a standard feature in all their high-end chipsets that are going out. And so that's been very helpful in terms of people now turning from the power delivery side of the equation to the, you know, making the battery last side. Right. Now, Robert, when, there's so much 
literal garbage out there about fast charging. So many ridiculous, I mean, beyond ridiculous uh, claims. But just for the record, you know, point out, well, I mean, our audience are predominantly, predominantly engineers, but we get the occasional administrative person and management person. But just do me a favor and point out uh, for the audience and for the record why you can't just simply charge a cell phone in 30 seconds. Well, there's, there's a couple reasons. I mean, I, I think the fact that people make those claims just show how, how desperate the market is for solutions that are going to make things better. I mean, the battery has been improving at a snail's pace while Moore's Law has been doubling every 18 months. That's the fundamental disconnect. So, so people are really desperate for any solution that can move things forward. But when you look at batteries in detail, you'll find that um, there are a number of new technologies that people have claimed um, that really haven't come to fruition. And the reason is anytime you talk about a new battery material, you're typically looking at a five to ten year process to get that you know, through all the safety requirements to get all the technology and into full manufacturing. So that's, that's one piece. The other piece is just look at the adapter that you would need to put that much charge into a mobile device in 30 seconds. You look at the, the size of it, you look at the wires, you look at the safety aspects, you know, and trying to do it in a way that you don't melt the phone. It really is not practical. Well, exactly. You can't really put bus bars in your pocket, right? Um, not for long. <laughs> That's very true, Robert. Now, as much as I'd love to keep chatting about this kind of stuff, uh, this is a podcast and we have a time limit, but what I always do is I give my guests the opportunity to have the last word on my show. And uh, it could be a little bit more about uh, what QNovo is doing, uh, what the marketplace promises, or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, you know, we've been an advocate of fast-charging mobile devices for quite a while, and we're really seeing this year that that's starting to take hold. And, um, I mean, the the benefit to consumers is, is obvious. Everyone forgets to charge their cell phone, and when you can plug in in a matter of, you know, five or ten minutes, you can get, you know, several hours more use time. That's extremely valuable. Now, as soon as you start trying to add fast charging into a very small mobile device with a thin battery, you really create a cycle life problem, and that's the problem that we address. So, um, you know, one of the big issues with, with batteries is how do you avoid making trade-offs? So, yes, you can increase capacity, but you, you lose cycle life, or you can increase capacity, but you make the phone thicker. So what you really want is to be able to make a thin phone high capacity with high energy density batteries, and you want it to last. And that's what Qnovo enables, is to meet all of those requirements rather than leaving some of those requirements at the curb. Well, and that's great because the, the fact that devices last way, way less time than they used to is heartbreaking sometimes. When you think about, yes, the CRT was an insanely uh, materials-hungry uh, device, but, you know, they lasted 20, 30 years without a hitch. And the fact that people are comfortable now with tossing their phones, even after, say, three or five years, then the thing better at least work that long. Well, right now you're lucky if, uh, if your battery does, you know, doesn't start dying after a year. I mean, typically the batteries will start losing capacity 
Um, usually after about a year, and there'll be you know, less than 80% of the initial capacity, which is what is considered dead, probably about um, 15 months. And you know, this is why Verizon has seen this as a huge problem, is that they're getting returns in within a year um, for a product that they're warranting for two years. So it, it, it clearly is an issue. And I think everyone who has a mobile device that's had it for a year or so understands the issue of, you know, loss of, uh, of uh, battery capacity. And, and that's what we really address. I mean, you really would like these devices to last two years rather than a year from the battery perspective. And it becomes extremely critical when the battery is embedded inside of the device. You can no longer just, you know, pull it out and put another battery in. You've got to take it back for a service. And so it becomes much more critical that, uh, that uh, your battery lasts the life of the device. And it's a very uh, elegant solution that it doesn't require too much external uh, arm waving to accomplish because some solutions, unfortunately, turn out to be almost as much trouble as the problem they're solving, but in, in, not in this case. Yes. In, in our case, as I said, we have a software-only solution we've integrated with Android. Um, we, ex we actually signed up our first major top-tier OEM and you'll be seeing the first products with our technology in market um, probably by cons Consumer Electronics Show next year. Excellent. So, hey, Robert, where do they go to find out more information? Uh, our website is a, is, a, is a great location. So that's www.qnovo.com, Q-N-O-V-O.com. There's also a blog that our uh, CEO does, has some very, very good information just in general about the problems around batteries, and you can get to that link from our website, from our news page. Excellent. Hey, Robert, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul's on Power. Have a great day.